0: This is Marisha from Coruscant Radio Underground. And this is Yana from the Padawan Report. And this is the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, your source for everything going on in that galaxy far, far away. And
1: that's the scuttlebutt.
0: You've tuned in to the fastest growing Star Wars podcast on this side of Moss Eisley. Grab your sunscreen and your blasters. This is the Scarif Podcast.
2: Alex, you're the one that uh, sent me that link of George Lucas pretty much just talking about uh, the Chosen One and the Force and uh, this Anakin. You know, if you look at all the movies, uh, it's plain as the nose on your face. Anakin is the Chosen One. This is going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um
3: the part of that that I really, really want to focus on or that I, I felt was the most important part was uh, the part about um, being selfish versus being selfless, the Jedi versus the Sith. So the balance balance is achieved when you're selfless and you don't have time to think about yourself and you don't have you don't have those internal thoughts which make you angry and which make you worried about losing what you possess and, and, and being greedy. That's the imbalance. That's the act of being in balance with the Force. So when the Sith exist in the galaxy – They are creating an imbalance because they are selfish beings who are trying to gain control. Yeah, I think we should start. I'm already recording, so that's going in the podcast. (laughs) Ah, you
1: heard my call. Good.
3: Your imbalance woke me from a
1: deep slumber. Imbalance? Your presence is like a violent storm in this quiet world. You're a force wielder, but you're not a Jedi. Wielder? Hmm. Jedi and Sith wield the Ashlar and Bogan, the light and the dark. I'm the one in the middle, the Bendu.
3: What does it mean to bring balance to the Force? Is it just a numbers game as some claim? Does balance come from within? Life is complex, and we are not single-dimensioned beings. That is ever so present in the imaginary universe of Star Wars. It's evident in George Lucas's initial ideology, as well as the continued writings of creatives like Dave Filoni and others who have contributed to the lore of the Force. We've seen and heard tales of prophecies and legend witnessed for the most part how these stories of balance play out and later this month we might even see the definitive conclusion of how one brings balance to the force exciting times to be sure join us tonight in our discussion of the legacy of balance
1: to face your guilt and know the truth
2: approaching shield control transmitting code clearance on ISB channel 4 this is scare of substation proceed to landing platform for further instructions from scare of control scare of control this is tk226. Control.
4: This is Scarif Station. Stand by.
2: Hey, we see heavy
4: fire down below. Is the garrison deployed? We've had insurgents breach the shield. What's your status, TK 226? Control just cleared the gate. Stand by to receive new orders. Scarif Control. We'll coordinate an attack north of the Visage Ridge and send in the walkers. TK-226, this
1: is Commander Milan. Proceed to the north ridge and engage the rebels there. We've got them on the run, but we need your support. Repeat, we need your support!
2: And welcome to our latest and greatest Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. I grabbed my blaster and sunscreen. I don't know about you guys, but we've been preparing for this episode for a a bit, and we want to get right into it because it's a deep cut when it comes to discussion. I am Ro, and I am happy to see you've joined us for this, uh, an epic episode. This will be, as Alex would say, all hands on deck, Team Scarif a fully armed and operational podcast. What's up, Alex and Brad? Brad, welcome back, back to the of Station. How are you guys?
5: Hey, thanks, brother. Uh, it's good to be back with you guys, especially with a topic like this. I'm ready to d- dive right into it. It's a yeah, good this one. is going to be really great.
3: I'm super stoked to be here. This is going to be a ton of fun, and uh, this is a great subject uh, that I feel uh, needs to be addressed in our current era of Star Wars. I think people are Starting to get a little confused. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. You know, it's uh, it's a very interesting topic tonight. We are rolling on this just days away, uh, two weeks, in fact, away from the film that uh, is going to give us all the answers to those questions that we've been asking for the last 40 plus years, right? Will the it? Rise. Will it? Will <laughs> it, row? I know, I know. <laughs> the rise of Skywalker opens very soon, and according to Richard E. Grant, we will not survive the goodness. And I'm starting to get excited. Did you, did you guys see his video?
3: I did. Yeah. That's, how uh, uh, how unusual for somebody who's in the movie to be excited about the movie? <laughs> he's,
2: but uh, you know what though, I I I kind of sense his genuineness uh, even before uh, he shot one
5: frame. He was. He's very a great excited. actor, Roe. He's a great actor, Roe. <laughs> right. I, I think was. I think I think he was genuine though. Uh, I. It think, came off. Yeah. Real to me,
2: uh, you know, I, I it, like I said, I'm starting to get pumped for this. I'm heading out. Thursday night with my Chicago crew, we're all dressing up. We got some Wookies, a few Han Solos, an X-wing pilot. Who knows? We're we're looking forward to it for sure.
3: Yeah, I've got my opening night tickets for my wife and I, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to it. Like I said uh, when we did our live event, you know I'm I'm hopeful, opti- uh, cautiously optimistic. So. Uh, at the very least, I just I want to have a great time and watch and watch a Star Wars movie, uh, and I, I hope it fulfills that. I'm not sure if it's going to dive as deep as we're going to dive tonight into the balance of the force, but we'll see. We'll we'll see what JJ has up his sleeve. Rumor is that Lucas was on the set, so maybe just maybe.
5: I'm stoked. I, I'm stoked. I mean, I, I can sound cynical when I when I talk about. No, I'm I'm completely stoked, and I think I think JJ is going to put it together, and I think the stuff that we're talking about. I mean, he's talked many times, not just putting the this trilogy together, but the trilogy of trilogies together. Uh, I think it's. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by the end of it.
2: I'm going to try to go into the theater and uh, channel my inner Zen, Alex. My inner Zen, and uh, I'm going to be at peace and try to uh, enjoy this final uh, chapter in the uh, in in this uh, wonderful series that we all know as Star Wars. You know, it's uh one of those things. I mean, since the beginning we've been told that there should be a balance to the force, but how is that achieved and and what does that mean? I uh you know, it's one of those questions that we've been asking ourselves uh lately. And uh Alex, yeah, you you said that uh people are slightly confused. Uh what uh what did you mean by that?
3: Well, there's a lot of uh a lot of theories and a lot of ideas about go- of going around out there in the star Wars fandom, about what exactly it means to be in balance with the force. Uh, some like, uh, uh, our, our, uh, gentleman, what's his name? Um, Kanan from, uh, the rebels, uh, the yeah. voice actor for that. Freddie Prince jr has right. his, uh, has his thoughts on that. And, uh, I think that confused a lot of people because the people who agree with them are, are taking him for his word that it's coming straight from George Lucas. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of information out there and, George Lucas isn't, admittedly, isn't always the best source for for uh, um, what's the word, uh, good info, not good information, but uh, consistent, consistent over information over the last forty years or so. Uh, but I'm I'm going back my personal opinion and and what I take away from Star Wars as far as balance goes uh, goes back to the very beginning, the basis uh, of what uh, George Lucas was trying to portray in the original trilogy and also in the uh, in most of the prequels. Uh, with his uh, theology and and human psychology with good versus evil and uh, selfishness versus being unselfish. There's a lot to dive in there. I'll let Brad kind of give his thoughts as well before we dive too deep, but uh, I, I I feel like it's pretty simple. I don't think it should be uh, confusing to people, but we, like I said, we have all this inf- information out there. We have Freddie Prince Jr. We have conflicting information from different movies, people's personal perspectives change over time. So uh, I just I feel like I can put my opinion out there and maybe help uh, help people understand a little bit better where I'm coming from. And maybe it'll it'll kind of make it less confusing the way I think of it as is very black and white.
5: Brad, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, speaking of misconceptions, uh, you know, one I'd like to dispel is somehow people have tied the balance of the force to the number of Jedi versus Sith in the galaxy. Um, and somehow somehow. If you equal those out, then you'll have balance, which you know didn't make sense from, from the beginning. Um, there was a, a lot of information on the balance of the Force in the Darth Plagueis book. You know, I won't uh, uh, talk about that too much. Not canon anymore. Um, but what I'd like to focus on tonight, I, I like where Alex is going with the uh, selfish uh, versus selfless. Uh, what I'd like to focus on is the microcosm and macrocosm of balance of the Force. So we have it on a universal scale on the galaxy wide scale. And then it's also a personal thing, you know, a balance within each individual and how those two things relate to each other, the balance of the individual compared to the balance of the whole uh, of the galaxy. Um, And I think a lot of uh, um, issues arose when, when, when you say there's a light side, there's a dark side and calling one flat-out evil and one flat-out good. Um, you know, right now, you know, in our own world, there is not a balance in the Force. You know, as much war as we have right now, crime, poverty, you know, famine, everything, there's an imbalance in the Force in our own universe. Um, you know, when we have these discussions about The Last Jedi, you know, we, we there's all these misconceptions. It's not like those who like The Last Jedi are on the light side and those who dislike it or on the dark side right the fact that there's so much arguments about it shows that there's an overarching imbalance of the force where there's a lot of dark going around and that's why we have all these heated arguments all the time that don't even make sense you know if it doesn't make sense there's a reason for it and there you know there's an imbalance in our own world so you know i definitely like to focus on on those types of topics tonight
2: that is uh, really deep, Brad. Uh, you know, we are talking about balance. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we we throw the word zen around and the concept of zen and the, the concept of being balanced. And, uh, you know, e- each one of us does have kind of a, a duality uh, of personality. And uh, I, I think you're right. There does uh, have, um, you know, we, we have to achieve that balance balance. Uh, I think first and foremost within ourselves to be able to uh, expect that balance to be uh, shared with, with the rest of the world. Um, but each of us have to do our own part, I think, to to be able to move forward in that balance.
5: Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, it, it starts with the individual um, and then, you know, it, that's how it gets translated into the world. Uh, you're not going to find the balance overall until you have balance within yourself.
2: So. Yeah, and Alex uh, brought up a, a very good point, uh, something that I'm not sure, uh, you know, I don't want to clump uh, the older generation versus the the younger uh, folks, but, uh, you know, getting back to George Lucas's interest in, you know, uh, religion and, and spirituality, there's a uh, Bill Moyers interview uh, back in the day, uh, George Lucas was talking about how, why he put the force in there. And I'll read this quote, and Alex, we, we can kind of talk about this. He says, I put the Force into the movie in order to try to awaken a spirituality in young people, more a belief in God than any belief in any particular religious system. The real question is to ask the question. I thought that was very interesting.
6: When I did Star Wars, I consciously set about to recreate myths and the, and the classic mythological... Uh, motifs. Uh, And I wanted to use those motifs to deal with issues that existed today.
3: Uh, Yeah, George definitely has a a heavily religious background. Um, He loves the psychology of religion. Uh, He talks many times about this uh, in in different speeches that he's given at, at colleges and stuff where he talks about how he wanted to find that common thread among all humanity. Uh, about good versus evil, about the struggle within, about, uh, every, you know, no matter where you come from, no matter what background you are, uh, humanity is, is generally the same anywhere you go and that's what connects us all together and when you touch on those themes in film and in storytelling it resonates really well and that's one of the reasons why star wars is such a phenomenon that it is is because it touches that cord in all humanity across the world it's not just an american value thing it's not just a european value thing it's everywhere everybody has these same basic values about uh, loving the ones that are close to you loving your family uh, you know you're you're the big soap opera that he keeps talking about with Star Wars. Star Wars is just a family soap opera. Everybody has their issues. everybody has their struggles with the, with everybody else and in their own family, and they want to struggle to uh to gain peace and and to love and protect one another so those those themes are heavily laid in star wars uh you know beyond all the space adventures and starships and stuff like that it's it's really just a family tale it's a tale about humanity and one of the things that um you were talking about like zen and ying and yang which i can definitely see uh your your parallel there with star wars but i was thinking almost more even more basic than that where it's not like the the issue with ying and yang that i see and if i'm incorrect in in what ying and yang is exactly i'm not an expert in it or anything but like the the balance of good and evil, dark and light, finding that balance point as far as uh, your own personal struggles. I I, I tend to uh, go back to more of the uh, Christianity thing, I think, whereas evil is not a necessity. Evil is the lack of good. So it's, you know, you have, you can be a good person and you can, you can struggle to bring good into the world. People who are not good don't necessarily mean that they, they, they lack that goodness in them. It's, it's a, it's a plus and minus thing, I guess. I'm I'm struggling to uh, to kind of explain this in in my own words, but um, I'll, I'll I'll go back to Star Wars. I'll try to bring it in with that. the The dark side of the Force is a an abuse of the Force. It is not in line with with, uh, with using the Force, like Yoda said, with knowledge and defense and, and learning and all this stuff. Uh, the dark side of the Force is an abuse of that system. So it's not something that needs to exist in order for there to be balance. It is an imbalance in itself. The The use of the dark side is what creates the imbalance. So in order to, um, to bring balance back to the Force, we have to have all good. There has to be all good in the universe. The evil that's there is not a a needed element in order to bring balance. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is the cause of the imbalance. I'm repeating myself now. So go ahead, Brad, Brad or, or Roe, take over.
2: Yeah, Brad, Um, you, you had mentioned earlier on, we'll touch on that. You, you had mentioned early on. uh, So Alex, you were talking about uh, the abuse of the force and, and uh, uh, I had uh, posted uh, with our group um, chat uh, talking about the, uh, the bleeding of the of the crystals in, in a Sith's lightsaber. Brad, you were talking about how that was a manifestation of the abuse, uh, I guess, of, of the uh, abuse of the Force. And, and that's exactly what, uh, the, what you were talking about. So uh, another part of the dark side of the Force is driven by anger and attachment. That's another de- uh, idea that is derived from Buddhism, if you're going that route. Um, and, you know, I mean, George Lucas in 1999 in a Time magazine said, uh, let's just say that I am spiritual. So, yeah, of course, he's borrowing from a lot of of, uh, you know, religious aspects. And uh, I just I find it very, very interesting. Brad. Uh,
7: so,
5: uh, well, wow, I mean, this this is getting tougher as we're talking about it, um, <laughs> because. Uh, well, all right. Let me go back to the, the first topic that you're talking about, uh, the George Lucas comments. Uh, with Bill Moyers from a few years ago, we all love the term "force." Now, I mean, it's amazing, but in reality, it was a genius move just to call it the force because that is such a vague term. And I think a lot of our our worldly problems came from when we started putting different names on these universal, you know, energies. Uh, when we started calling, you know, the force God. When we started giving it different names, uh, that's when a lot of the trouble happened. Uh, when, when we started calling in all these other things, it's the same universal energy, but we gave it different names and we started fighting over it. Who was right when everybody's talking about the exact same thing, uh, going to what Alex is saying, if I understand what you're saying, I have to disagree a little bit, um, this is a tough one because we're so ingrained with just automatically associating the dark with evil and the light with good. I think there are two separate conversations which do overlap. There's a, there's a huge Venn diagram here, but they but we have good versus evil and we have light versus dark. You know, I think light versus dark, those are two universal themes that just automatically exist, right? Before there was any light in the universe, there was dark in the universe right, uh, you know, talk about yin and yang, you can't, you know, if you look up at the night sky, you can't see the stars unless there's darkness up in the sky. That's how you see the stars is from the darkness. So those two things automatically work together. Um, where I agree with you is it's the abuse, right? The dark side and the light side of the force, they do provide different powers, different attributes uh, as uh, a has said. Um, they provide different powers to the user, um, but it's the abuse of that end of the spectrum that makes one evil, not that force that necessarily that side of the force itself. I do not, you know, and I'm probably the minority on this one. I do not think the dark side of the force is inherently evil in and of itself, but because of how it affects the user That makes them more prone to do these evil things. Um, I posted a a video uh, where Kanan, you mentioned Kanan, uh, where Kanan met the Bendu for the first time. And he was talking about the Sith, you know, he brought him the Sith holocron.
1: I am Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. You carry conflict with you, Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. It's this. (laughs) <laughs> ah, interesting. Careful, it's. dangerous. How so? It's a Sith holocron, a source of evil. My student's been using it, and I'm afraid it's changing him. An object cannot make you good or evil. The temptation of power, forbidden knowledge, even the desire to do good can lead some down that path but only you can change yourself.
5: And he said, I'm worried that my apprentice is using the Sith holocron and it's going to turn him evil. And the Bendu pretty much just laughs at him. And he says, a, a, a thing and, you know, just an item cannot make one evil, does not make one evil. It's what it's you do with that item that makes you evil or makes you good. We, we saw in the Clone Wars, uh, was it uh, Krell? Was that his name? Je- Jedi Master Krell, the one that, you know, oh, he was a he was a light side user. And, you know, uh, you know, of course he, he fell, you know, he had darkness with him as well. You know, so you, you have somebody trying to uh, fight for the light side and, you know, ended up doing evil things as well. So I do not think the light side or the dark side, either one is inherently good or is inherently bad. It's all in how the user makes use of those those ends of the force.
2: I can uh, I can definitely see that. You know, I mean, uh, the way that you expressed it, uh, you can't see the stars without the dark sky. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's very, yeah, it's a very, very interesting topic.
1: Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power.
6: Found in all living things, found as close from us. Uh, controls individuals, yet we have free will. We have a destiny if we want to follow it. We live for a reason and must discover what it is. It looks like it was done when I started episode one. Oh, okay. Because it looks like it's referring to episode one. And a lot of this, like, this thing about the forest, you know, and all living things that surround us is really just a uh, a capsule of what was said in uh, episode five. Life creates it,
1: makes it grow. Its energy
6: surrounds us and binds us. The core of the force, Mm -hmm. I mean you got the dark side, the light side. One is selfless, one is selfish. And you want to keep them in balance. What happens when you go to the dark side is it goes out of balance and then you get really selfish and you forget about everybody and you ultimately lead yourself because when you get selfish you get stuff or you want stuff. Mm And when you want stuff and you get stuff, then you are afraid somebody's going to take it away from you, whether it's a person or a thing or Mm -hmm. a a particular pleasure experience. Mm -hmm. Once you become afraid that somebody's going to take it away from you or you're going to lose it, then you start to become angry, especially if you're losing it. And that anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering mostly on the part of the person who's selfish, because you spend all your time being afraid of losing everything you've got instead of actually living. Where joy, by giving to other people, you can't think about yourself, and therefore there's no pain. But the pleasure factor of greed and of selfishness Mm -hmm. is a short-lived experience. Therefore, you're constantly trying to replenish it. But of course, the more you replenish it, the harder it is to. So you have to keep up in the ante.
3: So, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, express how I think of it based off of what George was saying uh, between you know about being if you're a selfish person, you start to think only inwards. Uh, that makes you um, more uh, you know. Con- controlling over what you have and you're always like you know, the Darth Plagueis thing. You're always worried about somebody's going to come and take it or you're going to lose it. And that drops you down farther and farther into this negative path, this selfishness path. And, uh, that leads to the dark side, which eventually leads to suffering, which is why the Sith are always angry. They're always upset. They're always constantly trying to bide for control. Uh, one Sith is always trying to kill the other to try and, and gain the control that the other has the master and apprentice thing, uh, the rule of two. And, uh, that, that is all all negative i my personal opinion i'm not really convinced that that aspect of the force is a necessity in order to balance out the, the light side where the Jedi uh, rule with uh, selflessness and, and giving and always worried about other people because George explains that, you know, when you always give to other people, you have no time to worry about yourself and it, it, it's a pathway to happiness, ultimate happiness, not, not possessions, happiness, but just knowing that you did the best thing you could and you helped others. That gives you such a better feeling. And that comes to the golden rule, you know, do unto others what you want to done to yourself, That's all the very, the Christianity and, and, you know, that theology uh, way of thinking. And I I guess to kind of uh, describe it in a different way, I would say in the scientific realm, if you're talking about physics and stuff like that, if you ask a, a scientist, there's no such thing as cold. You can't be, there's no, there's no temperature for cold. There is only a lack of heat. There's, you know, you have the sunlight. If you're in outer space and the sunlight hits you, it's blaringly hot. But as soon as you get into the shade, you, you drop to sub zero temperatures and you're freezing cold. It's a, it's a lack of heat. So that's kind of how I see it. As far as the force goes, the, uh, the, the dark side of the force is a, is a lack of, of, of good. It's a lack of, of light. So it kind of drives you farther in. I don't. The uh, the thing that gets me the most in The Last Jedi that happened, and everybody knows my feelings about that movie aren't that great, but and it, it kind of confuses people. This is that part of the thing about other opinions and other things that are out there that confuses people as to the balance of the force when Luke said, powerful light, powerful, powerful dark. That That way of thinking seemed wrong to me when I saw it because I'm like, well, that's not how the force has been explained to me when I was growing up with the original trilogy and with the prequels through George Lucas, the creator, when he was describing selfishness versus selfless and good versus evil, good always triumphs. This is the the theme of, of star Wars. So they try to, they challenge that in the last Jedi. And that's part of the reason why I was kind of, I feel like that confuses people more, but I don't know. What are you guys' thought on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, getting back to that, you know, uh, that was my next point. You know, George Lucas is citing a saying that the Jedi are selfless, thinking of others, and the Sith are selfish, always thinking of gaining more power for themselves. The need for power begets fear, fear of uh, of losing that power or having someone uh, take that power away. But what happens on the other end of the spectrum, uh, a Jedi thinks of others and models him or herself as one uh, in service of others. So let's talk about how this that balance is achieved. I mean, there's this notion of, uh, like you guys were talking about, the removal of the dark side or the toxins of the dark side. Evil throws the good side out of whack. Uh, the Force is inherently good because life creates it, as Yoda claimed in The Empire Strikes Back. And if life creates it, we're all light side of the Force until something happens to change that. Uh, but as the earthly symbol of the yin-yang shows us, that, that balance seems to have an equal amount of dark and light to meet it. Um, and that's where the notion of, of, uh, of what you were saying in, in The Last Jedi comes in, uh, which brings us to another interpretation where when Snoke says darkness rises and light to meet it, the idea that there must be an equal amount of good to offset evil is uh, uh is that concept that the newer films seem to be telling us, and and subsequently I guess uh you know confusing some people, so this seems like it could be a never-ending cycle where one side claims growth to offset the other, and it becomes a simplistic numbers game, which uh, seems a bit trite in 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 the battle for uh, good and evil. Um, I think that's where people start to get confused. Uh and, and again, you know, getting back to the most simple answer is usually the right one. What is that Occam's razor? You know, I, I think we're on to something. I think people uh f- have forgotten um what uh what George Lucas has been trying to tell us uh for the last uh couple of decades.
6: Well, the conflict between good and evil is the basic conflict. The universal question is am I a good person? But of course, that's a very complicated question. It is. And it's something you have to ponder because you're doing it every day. You're saying, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Now, through mythology and things, we're taught certain things that are good and certain things that are bad. But uh, a thinking person questions all that and say, is this really good? Am I really doing the right thing here? Am I really being a kind, compassionate person? Because to me, that's really about A compassionate person as opposed to a person that is consumed with self-interest or a selfish person. Those are the two things. Mm -hmm. We all have good and evil in us because we have the selfish side of us and we have the compassionate
4: side of us. Hey, Raj, great question. How do we interpret balance of the Force as a man of faith, as a Jedi Knight, Star Wars fan? I think it just means having peace. It doesn't necessarily having just good or just having bad. Um, So I I definitely agree with those individuals that say that, you know, you have to have your your Sith and your Jedi to a certain degree. So I think that this is a case of our imitating life. And we all know that Star Wars has a lot of influence from different religions, different mythologies uh, across the world. So I think it's it's all related to that at the end of the day. So going back to maybe a cartoon like Rebels, Ezra Bridger, um, we know that he had to make decisions and, and there had to be a balance for him because, uh, you know, what did he want during the, the whole series? He wanted to be back with his family. He missed his, his, his parents. Uh, but he knew that at the end where we have that episode where uh, Palpatine is kind of uh, telling him, you know, go to your family, you know, go with them. I think if Ezra wasn't balanced in the force as an individual uh, where he knew, hey, my, my family is gone and, and I have to accept that they're in a better place, I think, you know, things wouldn't have been so favorable for Ezra Bridger, Bridger and, and the entire uh, Ghost team. So so again, that to me is having balance in the force as well so again just my two cents and always a pleasure to be with you buddy bye
1: but only you can change yourself
4: not always
1: ah your conflict becomes clear that device in the ground why do you have it it keeps the spiders from attacking me may I see it hey hey What did you do? I am helping you. It was the only thing protecting me from those creatures! You believe that, but you must learn to see things differently now. Look, I can't see anything. Not anymore. No, you are unwilling. Are you saying there's a way to restore my vision? Your sight cannot be healed, but I can teach you to see. If you're willing. What must I do?
5: You know, I want to go on record, and I think I have before, where, excuse me, uh, I agree with Luke 100% in The Last Jedi uh, and all the things, you know, that he said about the Jedi Order. And, you know, if you look at what he said, I mean, you guys have just said it. You look at what he said. You look at what Snoke said. They're on opposite, opposite sides of the aisle, and they said the exact same thing, both from a different, you know, just from a different point of view about lightness and, and dark. Now, you know, Alex, I kind of want to challenge you on, uh, I'm going to give you a character and then you, you give me your thoughts on, them, if you would, uh, you know, the Jedi light side users. Uh, let's talk about clone wars. Okay. You know, I, I will take this in a couple parts. Would you agree with all the decisions that, that the Jedi made in the clone wars era, right? They selfless beings and uh, look at all the decisions that they made, you know, uh, at You know, in the Jedi Temple and, and across the galaxy through the war uh, and all light side users, would you agree with all the decisions that they made?
3: No, absolutely not. They definitely made their mistakes and, uh, you know, they were being manipulated by an evil person uh, to to his own ends. Uh, and they lost their way for a while, which is why they they ultimately failed uh, in that in that particular period of time, I I take issue with people who are like with the line, the legacy of the Jedi is failure. I'm like, bro, they lost it for like 20 years and then they got it back. Sure. Like, that's not a legacy of failure to me. Right. We have but to I remember that the, like, the,
2: that the Jedi, you know, were serving, uh, the, you know, they were guarding the peace for like eons before that. And then,
3: yeah, you know, yeah. And, 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 they lost their way and they, they held on to, you know, they, they started to slip into that selfishness. There's just like, uh, Palpatine was talking about with, with, uh, Plagueis you know, they, they had a ton of power in the Republic. They were well-respected, and they didn't want to lose that. And uh, and ultimately, that's what caused them to lose their way, and that and that can be attributed to the dark side. There was a lean to the dark side. You know, Yoda talked about it. There's a shroud of the dark side. We can't really use the Force properly like we used to. Something's wrong. Like, they all sensed it. They just didn't know what to do about it. But yeah, you are correct that I, I don't agree with, uh, with the decisions that were made uh, in the prequel trilogy, and also uh, in the Clone Wars and the Extra-Material and that, right, that that about, definitely
2: makes uh palpatine uh his character just a uh you know another reason that he's a badass i mean he's very very powerful to have been able to uh you know pull the wool over the jedi's eyes like that for for so long and to be able to manipulate them
3: yeah he knew he knew what they had and he knew what uh what the dark side was but based on his, again, I keep, I keep, yeah, I keep going back to this, but the, the Darth Plagueis, the wise, he knew about selfishness. He knew about wanting to hide and, and control the power that you have and afraid of losing it. So he used that against the Jedi because he knew that they had power and ultimately they were afraid to, to lose it. So, you know, there was a failure at a, at a a particular level, but, um, as far as the, the, the theology of the Jedi being self selfless, um, at its base properly used is, is accurate. And I, I and I want to push back on the, on the Snoke and Luke thing a little bit where, I, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't believe that you have to have a, a Hitler to outdo the the Gandhi. You know, there, there doesn't have to be that duality. We're like, well, we have a really good guy over here. So his next door neighbor is going to be a complete dick. Like I, I don't buy that. that, that doesn't jive with me as far as, um, as, uh, being something that would be useful in, in George Lucas's version of like, you know, the good side versus the light side. I think I, I have to stand my ground. I think the the dark side of the forest and, and being evil is, is a lack of goodness. It, it's not a, it's not a balancing act as far as you have to have two evil people to have two good people. It has to be good. Always triumphs over evil. Good is the balance. Bad is the unbalanced.
5: All right. So I guess to me, this and man, this this topic is. I mean, you, you guys you guys picked a good one on this, uh. And, and I'm and I'm trying to just Like I'm, I'm trying to discuss without you know offending, but this this is deep. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> my and, and I hope you guys know me. Like I <clears throat> wouldn't consider myself a dark sider or anything, but what I, you know, my concern is that uh, we almost. It, We use the dark side or, you know, in the, in the Star Wars universe, they use the dark side, just quoting that uh, as a cop out. So I think there are human traits. Uh, So this is like a chicken and the egg sort of thing for me, which came first, right? There, there are human traits, right? The character Alex, I was going to challenge you with is Mace Windu, uh, because I want to talk about him, you know? So we have these traits, um, you know, of being selfish, of being prideful, um, you know, spiteful. Uh, are we going to blame the dark side of the force for that, or do we have these human emotions, these these negative traits? Right. I th- personally, I think that those human traits, or whatever species they happen to be, uh, you know, those come first as being, uh, you know, just a person with faults, and then because they have those faults, then they are more likely to use the dark side. I don't think it was the dark side that caused them to have those traits if that makes sense now i think going along with what you're saying maybe that just creates a negative feedback loop really where they have those traits they use the dark side and they're more likely to do it again just because of that negative feedback loop and and maybe we're sort of on along the same lines there
3: yeah yeah totally because if you think about what george said and i always go back to george that's my 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 uh my baseline is what george lucas said And, uh, and he, you know, he's talking about the selfishness where everybody has the tendency to be selfish. You, you could choose to be selfish and it feels good to be selfish sometimes. And, you know, ultimately if that's what you get caught up in, that's that negative feedback loop where you choose to be selfish one time and then you realize it feels good, then you do it again. And then before you know it, you know, uh, uh fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. It's, it's, it's that, that downward spiral that people find themselves going into, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not, <laughs> I don't have the most faith in humanity these days, but I have to say that I think that most humans uh, would rather be uh, good to each other than be evil. So, you know, even though those traits are there, I don't believe uh, to a right-minded person who, who is, uh, you know, healthy and in their right mind and not having some kind of mental issue or something like that doesn't necessarily want to be um, negative to other people. They, people genuinely typically want to be good to everybody, uh, unless there's some external factor, uh, involved in there. So I do see your point, but, uh, I, I, do think that that, that negativity is a choice that somebody makes. It's not necessarily where the starting line is like, Oh, I'm starting out. It, I'm, you're basically saying like humans are imperfect, uh, and, and, you know, if you if we really wanted to get into the religious part about being imperfect, there's a reason why people are imperfect. Uh, at least according to to Christianity, uh, you know, it's it's let's just call it the dark side is manipulating and, and it's manipulative uh, of people and it, it takes their their raw emotion and it twists it in a way that uh, becomes a negative loop. What
6: have I done?
5: You're fulfilling your destiny, Anakin.
1: Become my apprentice. Learn to use the dark side of the Force.
6: I will do whatever you ask. Good. Just help me save Padme's life. I can't live without her.
8: To cheat death is a
6: power only one has achieved. But if we work together, I know we can discover the secret. I pledge myself to your teachings.
1: The Force is strong with you. A powerful Sith you will become. Henceforth, you shall be known as
6: Darth Vader. Thank you,
3: my
2: master. Rise. This is getting real deep, guys. I love it. It really is. You know, you you, you guys just described a uh, you know a little bit too of, of what uh, addiction is. Uh, when you you know you try to stay on the right path and you make one choice that feeds uh, one bad choice that feeds into another bad choice that gets bigger and bigger and it snowballs. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to uh to unpack in, in what you guys uh, just said um and again just getting back to whole the, you know George lucas's uh you know affinity to uh his expertise on, on on uh religion and and borrowing from you know religious uh texts and stuff like that it's it's a very interesting topic it's uh, again you know it's not just the spaceships and the lightsabers there's a lot. Uh, in this story, to really, you know, to to really tackle. I mean, uh, and that's that's one of the reasons I love Star Wars. It's uh, it's just a phenomenal thing.
3: Yeah, it's pretty crazy about a movie with uh, space wizards, you know, and for kids, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. Which again, it goes back to what I was talking about before with why it's such a phenomenon and why it connects with so many people worldwide is because of these very themes that we're talking about right now. So you know. It, it, people make fun of it all they want. Oh, you like that stupid movie with the with the laser swords and the spaceships. It's like, well, yes, I do enjoy those elements of it, but there's a deeper meaning behind all of it. And, and that's kind of what we're discussing tonight.
6: It always comes down to this mysterious thing that we can't see that has some kind of power over us and or we have power over it or we go to it for help, it explains a lot of the things that, the mysteries, that we can't explain any other way. For my ally is the force and the powerful ally it is.
1: Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we Not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship.
7: What's up, Scarf Scuttlebutt? This is Rebel Scum Texan, also known as DJ. But um, yeah, the issue of what the balance of the Force means. To me, it's always been a very interesting topic. It's always been something that um, has definitely struck my interest, especially since the uh, Disney movies have released, um, with n- not really knowing what uh, Ray's purpose is and how Luke plays into that or how... Snoke at one point did or how Kylo Ren or now Palpatine um, plays into effect there. But really what it's always boiled down to me is the balance of the Force has always come down to twos, really. Um, There were always two Sith. Um, There was no more, no less. We hear that over and over again from Darth Maul and Rebels. We hear that uh, from Yoda at the end of Phantom Menace. And so it's kind of a standard that there's always uh, two Sith Lords. So you have balance there on the dark side. Uh, On the light side, where balance really, I feel like, was struck was at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when you only really have two Jedi left, two very important Jedi, that being Obi-Wan and Yoda. Of course, from other storylines, we know that there's other Jedi that survive, and also, of course, there's Inquisitors, who are dark side users who go out and hunt Jedi. But, you know to me, when it comes down to just the main Skywalker storyline, or as they call it, the Skywalker saga, um, the balance of the force always, to me, comes down to twos. There's always, um, really just two Jedi and two Sith, where the Disney movies, I don't know if they necessarily stray off of this path, but where, um, it definitely plays into effect is you do have one major, um kind of sith-like dark side user that being kylo ren especially leaving episode eight and into episode nine um and same thing with the light side um but it was kind of just two left really you had luke and ray and then you had snoke uh and kylo ren and we you know aren't really sure how that's um played out going into episode nine of course snoke died and luke died um and that can cause a lot of people to be upset one way or the other. The fact of the matter is, the balance of the Force now rests in the hands of Ray and uh, Ben Solo. Um, again, like I said, the balance of the Force to me always comes down to the number two, comes down to twos on either side, light or dark. And um, just kind of in a nutshell, that's what I feel like the uh, balance of the Force is. Um, how that's played out at the very end of all things, I think the only way that the universe could actually achieve true balance is for there not to be any dark or any light which it sucks to say that because we love the dark side and the light side we love to see sith and jedi go at it and fight and 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 do those things so yeah that's that's what i have to say about the balance of the force and um that's what it looks like to me and i guess the only thing i have left to say is that's the scuttlebutt Unfortunately, we don't have time to chat, Bendu. We've come for the Holocron.
1: Ah, yes. The Keeper of the Shadow law. Why do you want it? Tell him, Ezra. Uh...
4: Okay. We need it to save our friends. A Sith, Darth Maul, has them. He wants it.
1: I do not know this Darksider, but I know
4: his kind.
1: Why does he want it? I don't know, but he also wants my Jedi Holocron. Mm. He would bring them together. Such a virgence carries grave danger.
4: Why? I thought the holocrons were just libraries of information.
1: They are that and more. If two such powerful sources of knowledge are united, they will grant a clarity of vision beyond your kind.
9: What does that mean?
1: When joined, any secret, wisdom, or destiny can be seen through the Force. One could bring much chaos with such hidden truths.
8: What's going on, Scarif? It's Andrew. And Marisha. From Coruscant Radio Underground. And we are taking on your topic of the balance of the force. But uh, Marisha, what are your thoughts on the balance of the Force?
0: Well, you know, I have, I, I spend rather too much time contemplating the concept of balance in Star Wars. So there's this idea that people keep throwing around that because there's a strong light side user, then there must necessarily be a strong dark side user. So balance, right? But it seems to me from, I mean, obviously from my religious lens, you know, being a person of faith, but just also from watching how life works. I've never seen anyone have to generate evil. I've never seen anyone have to generate selfishness or mean-spiritedness or hate or anger or all of these things that are that downward slope that Yoda talks about. Yeah, it's always out there. It's always out there. I mean, there are always going to be people. There's always going to be a Hitler or a Stalin or a Mussolini or a, a Ken John Un. There's always going to be someone who is evil on a large scale, large and powerful. And they're also on a small scale, you know, just petty, mean people who were just out for themselves. And I feel like... Both in real life and in, in Star Wars, the calling of good people is to counter that because it's always there. There's no getting rid of it. There's no, it's inescapable. Evil darkness is inescapable and it is our calling as people who are trying to be good people to bring light into all of the darkness.
8: Yeah, um, and that's definitely true. And and I think I think we're dealing with two different things when we talk about the balance of the Force. We're talking about balance as in everyday life. Right. We also have to talk about balance in reference to the prophecy, which is on a grander scale, it's something bigger, it's something different. Okay. You know, in, okay, so just in everyday life, what is what does it mean to be the balance of the Force? And in the last season of Star Wars Rebels, when they're really facing kind of the end, the odds are against them. And Kanan tells Ezra, we are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now when Lothal needs us most. So he's there to be a Jedi, to do exactly what you're talking about, to counter evil. Mm -hmm. And I think that fits with the overall narrative of George Lucas's version of the balance. In the prophecy, because George Lucas always said that the prophecy was fulfilled when Anakin killed Palpatine. Right. It wasn't a balance of numbers or a balance of, you know, you have so many light side users and then you've got this powerful Sith user. Like, the power doesn't have to be balanced. We're not talking a yin and yang situation where the two are equal and they need each other to coexist. Right. That darkness always ex- uh, exists, which mm-hmm. I think is what you were saying. The balance, the balance that a Jedi brings is to counter the darkness. Right. That always exists in nature, by nature.
0: And, you know, you see kind of in in the different stories and things in Star Wars talking about, you know, places, the you know inanimate objects that have a strong light side or dark side connection. You know, and so maybe you could kind of argue you know, for some kind of yin and yang balance there. But as far as humans and their actions and their decisions, I think that it's safe to say that even in a galaxy far, far away, there is always an inclination. The The allure of quick and easy, selfish gain is always alluring. It's always there. And people are always going to go in for it. And so I think I think that's what balance is. I think balance is us making an effort every day us us jedi us normal people whoever us is to to be the light and i think that's not just a a christian concept that's a pretty wide-reaching sort of philosophical and religious concept is that there is there is bad and so we are called to be good all right well i think that's going to do it for our quick take on the balance of the force that is the scuttlebutt
5: You know, we talked about what Luke was saying and, you know, hubris and uh, the legacy being failure. And uh, as you know, you present this topic to me, Ro, and I was, you know, started getting my brain churning on this. One thing I started thinking about, and this may have led into the imbalance that the that there was in the Force in the Star Wars universe. I don't think there's any canon, and you, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, of the Jedi sharing, uh, you know, Sidious was kind of kind of mentioned this to, to Anakin in, in that Darth Plagueis uh, speech that he gave. I don't think there's any canon of the Jedi actually spreading their teachings to to the universe in general. I think you know if if you want to take Uh, you know, our own historical perspective. And as you look at the, you know, the fall of the Roman empire, you know, dark ages, beginning of the middle ages, you know, there was a lot, uh, you know, there wasn't a lack of knowledge The the knowledge was hoarded in a very small group of people uh, and it wasn't spread to the masses. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. Now, after the fact you had the, uh, you had, you know, you had the guardians of the wills uh you had the church of the force you know th- those are both mentioned but i you know i started thinking about it. i couldn't think of any canon where it just you know where it they spread that message
2: and uh, i don't, i don't think at that point you know it and obviously it sounds like uh, a a religious movement uh like uh when christianity you know spread around the globe uh or you know any of the other religions but i, I don't think at that time and again I, i'm not sure either I don't think it was uh, noted as kind of a religious uh, concept. It was just, uh, you know, th- they were guardians of of, of peace uh, in the republic and in, in the old republic, and it was it was something that, that was, I guess, part of uh, of government. No,
5: well, did, well, when, when there were, when there's a conflict, I'll, sorry, Alex, When, when okay. there's a conflict on, on a on a planet, they would go in there and they would do their thing and they would solve the conflict. And they would leave. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off base on that one, but it just seemed like they didn't, you know, if they wanted to balance it, you know, some of that could have been actually spreading their teachings to not just the force users. They were very focused on the force users uh, and not the the common man, the common woman throughout right. the general accounts. public. Yeah.
3: Mm. That's an interesting, interesting idea. I would argue that by them going to these areas that were having issues, and and being the the uh, keepers of peace and the ambassadors, and trying to negotiate uh, with people instead of doing armed conflict, like the the you know in their heyday, uh, you know before the prequels when there was peace, the Jedi. Uh, uh, violence would be a last resort, which is why they don't use blasters. They have the sword. It's very much samurai esh. you know, it's like violence is a last resort, but when it does happen, we're prepared. Uh, I would argue that by them doing that very, that very job of keeping the peace in the galaxy would be, um would be equivalent to sharing their teachings with other people. And and that's one of the reasons why I think they're so well-regarded, you know, before the, the Imperial age uh, people looked up to the Jedi as, as these, these symbols of, uh, of peace and justice. And, you know, you know, the reason why they went towards the force users was because in order to be a Jedi, you had to use the force and you had to know how to use it. And as it was also a way of protecting people from falling to the dark side, because like they wanted to get them young young enough so that they didn't uh, start falling into these tendencies like Anakin with uh, with being possessive and, and having these shortcomings of, of selfishness, which would eventually lead to the dark side. So they were trying to prevent that from happening by taking on these young students and bringing them into the Jedi way. And I would argue that uh, that would probably be equivalent to uh, to sharing their ways and sharing their teachings.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they were kind of evangelizing through uh you know, showing their way of life and not uh you know preaching to them, you guys agree with yeah.
3: that, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. and they weren't forcing anybody to do it that didn't want to do it they they were just there as, as an example well what do you what yeah. do you what would you say to
2: families who maybe didn't want their young force sensitive child to go out and
5: train uh to be a jedi
2: i mean Ooh, that's you a got rough me on one. that one I, yeah.
5: <laughs> that's a rough one. How was theirs any better? And I'm just devil's advocate this this time. You know how how was theirs any better than what you know Palpatine was doing in the um, you know the Children of the Force? I think it was the episode in um, the Clone Wars. Uh, free will was taken away from these kids when when they were snatched at you know six months old. From they 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 they, lo- they lost free will when the Jedi did that, and I think that's one of those decisions uh, that you know led to this imbalance. And let the dark side take over. Yeah, that's uh, Alex. Uh, Alex, you seem uh, contemplative on that one. No,
3: I'm just trying to think. I'm like, well, well, I mean, Sidious wasn't like a, a baby Jedi and then went bad because he lost his free will. He was he was hidden from the Jedi for some reason, one reason or another. I don't remember what the backstory was with that because it's not canon anymore. So the Plagueis book yeah. doesn't count.
5: There is no how backstory he, now.
3: Yeah, how did he go unnoticed? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, you got me on that one, man. I, I don't know the whole free will thing with taking young children and stuff. Uh, that's definitely a, um, a point of contention. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, you guys had mentioned, uh, I, I think Brad, you were talking about
2: how, uh, you know, we set forth these rules of being good and, uh, you know, having a balance in the force and, you know, s- selfless versus selfish. Uh, we, we still have to remember that there are humans that were part of that, or, you know, are humanoids in, in, in the Star Wars case, but there are humans that are imperfect, that were, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, they were kind of making it up as they go. They went along as far as, you know, uh, how to do things, how to live their lives, how to uh, impart that knowledge. And uh, as, as humans, you know, obviously in the real world, no one is perfect, But, uh, you know, what do you guys say to that as far as, you know, okay, so we've got these rules, but, um, you know, humans are the ones behind that, and obviously mistakes are going to be made, so that's where uh, it starts to snowball uh, as far as one bad decision after another.
3: I'm sorry, what's the question? (laughs)
2: Like, just getting back to you know the fact that humans are the ones that are b- behind these rules and and since no one is perfect of course the system's not going to be perfect and in it, it was it was almost like they set themselves up for failure because because of that um uh, one bad decision led to another hmm. and that kind of steam you know kind of snowballed and it just grew out of control
3: well the the Jedi, you know, their teachings and and the way they they live their lives, they were striving for something, and it was it was to be in balance with the Force, and the Force was very much a driving factor. So if we talk about you know the Force being a a, a concept of good, it's always there. It's life creates it. It is by default good. If you like the Jedi, li- live your life in accordance with that and try to, at your very best, uh, live at peace with the Force and allow the Force to, to guide you in every way, shape, and form in your life, then you will, by default, be balanced in the Force and be a good person. And that, that's kind of their their way of going. Like I said, the only time that they started making mistakes and having issues is when Sidious came into the picture, which is a dark side user throwing off th- that balance. <laughs>
6: I have a philosophy that we all teach, and we all teach every day of our lives. And it's not necessarily what we lecture, but it is really the way we live our lives and what we do with our lives and and the way we conduct ourselves. So when I make the films, I'm very aware of the fact that I'm teaching on a much larger scale than I would just as a parent or somebody walking through life. Because I have this megaphone. Anybody in the media has a very large megaphone that they can reach a lot of different people. And so whatever they say, whatever they do, however they conduct themselves, whatever they produce has an influence, and it's teaching somebody something.
4: I see your point, sir.
2: I want to throw another wrench in there, and Brad, you can uh, take this one first. So uh, in The Force Awakens, Lord Santeca says, without the Jedi, there can be no balance. Uh, think about that for half a second. And uh, in the last Jedi, Luke says it's time for the Jedi to end. <laughs> uh, there seems to be kind of a uh, d- disjointed philosophy there, where one uh, claims that uh, you, the Jedi's got to keep going in order for there to be balance. And, uh, you know, the next movie says that uh, they all have to, to end. I mean, what message are we. St- <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: time to end.
2: I mean, there's, there definitely seems to be, again, getting back to confusion and and, and uh, in philosophy's interpretation of uh, prophecies, uh, you know, getting into prophecy. I mean, you know, we talked about this with uh, with Trevor Beast, the, uh, the, one of our last podcasts, about uh, that whole uh, chosen one aspect of things, but uh, I mean, what message does that send? I mean, just getting away from you know okay the the brian johnson thing but now that that these two films exist as what point of view do we do we take do we allow it to be uh you know the interpretation of two different and i'm not going to say directors let's live in universe for a little bit two interpretations of of uh of one concept within uh the character moments or, or what what do we have here
5: all right so i want to go back to the previous point for just a second as far as uh rules go and I think nothing messes up a an idea or a concept so much as codifying it and, and making tons of rules about it. You know, how many times did you know Obi Wan was probably the biggest stickler for for the for the code and for you know all the rules of the Jedi order. And you know, so then you make all these rules and then then those are all up for interpretation and you know um, and I think Alex is right. Good is good right? You don't need to micromanage good. Good is a very simple concept. And when you go and put all these rules on it, it just confuses the situation. And that's, you know, that was Qui-Gon's, um, one of his best you know aspects is he, he just saw for what it was. He didn't need all the different codes, all the rules of the Jedi order. Uh, now, as far as the, uh, is it time for the Jedi to end? Obviously we need to, you know, again, putting ourselves in universe, um, putting our own personal feelings aside, um, Luke was in a very dark place. So what he said was from a very dark place, right? His point of view at that time was from a very dark place, which is why he, he went very absolutist on that one and said it was time for the Jedi to end. When you And I kind of mentioned this earlier, uh, as far as uh, religions go, organized religions go, you know, the number one reason cause for wars over the last you know, 1,000, 2,000 years in our own planet, in our own universe, has been religion. And if you go to the Star Wars universe, how many thousands of years, uh, until until the Darth Bane period, that, that thousand years before the movies, how many millennia were spent uh, where the Sith and the Jedi waged war on the galactic scale, and how many you would have to say trillions because we're on the galactic scale? How many trillions were caught in that war between the Jedi and the Sith? So, do I think that the the answer is for the Jedi to end? Uh, no. I, I, again, I think he said that from a from a dark place. But just looking at it, uh, would the Star Wars universe be more peaceful? if it had no Jedi and no Sith. And I think some argument could be made that the star Wars universe would be more peaceful if there were no Jedi and no Sith and just everybody embraced, you know, good as Alex said, um, and embraced, you know, um, you know, had that balance of the force that we're talking about but and I, just acted as good people.
2: Yeah. But I don't think that's possible. Even, I mean, y- in our world, in any world, I don't think that is is a, a realistic point to expect from, from a, a, any society. There's always going to be one guy in there that's going to, you know, throw a wrench in things and make bad decisions and uh, uh, be afraid of losing something or someone. And, uh, you know, he'll be able to, you know, do as much as he can to try to you know, save it and be selfish about it.
5: But well, I guess my concern is, and uh, yes, we're going to go libertarian on this one. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my concern is how much, you know, the force is a powerful, powerful thing, right? And we're talking about, you know, individuals that have, we're, we're going to say midichlorians, higher midichlorian count than the average population, right? So you're talking about a lot of power concentrated in a very few amount of people and the amount of damage, right, and, and flip side is, is true too, right? The amount of good they can do is, is extreme. But the amount of damage that they can do um, because they have so much power is extreme. So if, if that was just dispersed, that, that power was dispersed uh, among the general population. Uh, again, I, I don't think this, is, uh, this one's deep. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I think a point could be made for that. Uh,
3: maybe. But if you're saying like everything would be better if the Sith and Jedi, neither of them existed. Well, I mean, you still have planets like Tatooine with the Huts and slavery and and such things like that. Like there's still evil in the galaxy. It's just not tied to a force user at that point. Um, so yeah, that I, was I that was if, the
2: that was the point I was trying to make.
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's getting too far off track for our topic, but it, you know it, that that's a whole other conversation. If if we're not involving the force at all, if it's just regular people being jerks, then I mean that's that's hard to 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 decide what's going to be the best course. It's just kind of. I mean, I don't know. I think it kind of falls apart at that point. Our our conversation a little bit for me at least. I don't know. Maybe somebody else smarter than me could do it better.
5: I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I mean. You have a uh, a group of people, decide, you know on their own deciding what's what the right answer is in in a certain conflict, and them being the most powerful people in that conflict, whatever whatever they say, that's going to be what happens in the end. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm with you guys. I think that's uh, that's a huge tangent, uh, actually. Uh, so.
2: <laughs> you know it's 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 funny. I mean, you know, Alex, you said it. Going back to the 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 simplest answer, uh, you know, George Lucas ha- has has said it on many times I mean you know if there's no Sith how can if there's no Sith and there's no Jedi or or there's one more than one versus the other uh, how can that be balanced do you need both to maintain balance I mean George Lucas has said that the Sith twist and manipulate and pervert the light side of the force you know to their selfish whim and this goes with the notion again with the the Sith kyber crystal has bl- was has bled and is suffering due to its perverted nature of the force stepping back it just it does seem kind of simple it's uh you know you, you it was meant to yeah, be Yeah yeah
3: it, it, it was meant to be something that everybody could understand and and I think the the recent additions to uh to Star Wars canon have started to kind of manipulate and and confuse people, which is what one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing uh, in that aspect of the films. I like the films in other ways, but in this aspect of the way they're handling the Force, this whole you know, uh, powerful, dark, powerful light, uh, Ray and Kylo have to be completely equal for reasons because that's the only way you can have balance. But if that's true, then why did they have thousands of Jedi for thousands of years and only one Sith popped up and then he just destroyed the whole thing? Like, you know, and then you got the Freddie Prince Jr. thing where he's like, well, that's why, because there were so many Jedi. So one Sith had to come in and and wipe all the other ones out. So there was, there was. Uh, an equal amount of good and bad in the universe, and that like that just doesn't jive with me uh, on a personal level, and on a, on a way that I understand Star Wars uh, and and the Force. I just you don't I I cannot bring myself to believe that you have to have evil. In order to have good, like that, that doesn't make any sense. You can have good. You can have a hundred percent good, and that's what everybody strives for, and that's what George Lucas was talking about with his selflessness uh, among people, among human beings, and among characters in his movies. You can have that. That is ultimately the goal of most people, and ultimately the balance is there. And when you throw in somebody like Asidious or somebody like Darth Bane or or Snoke or or, or Kylo Ren, that's the that's what creates the unbalance. and and uh, so I, I I take issue with uh, with the elements of the these new movies um, that kind of uh, challenge that a little bit. Uh, some people like that. Some people like that, it challenges it. But to me, it, it kind of it it's it's twisting and manipulating the the uh, the um, baseline purpose of what George made this this whole idea about.
2: You know, I find that statement interesting. What came to mind was, uh, Brad, when you said that the only way you can see the starlight in the sky is because there's darkness. And, uh, Alex, you had mentioned that, um, you know, there's heat, but there's no cold. There's just a lack of heat And that uh, brings me to what I thought while you were saying that, uh, that uh, could this be a possibility that there's good, there's no evil, there's only a lack of good, Um, which brings me back to religion when people say that the greatest victory that the devil uh, uh, attained was convincing the rest of the world
3: that he did not exist. Exactly. Yeah. And what did Sidious do? he convinced the entire gla- galaxy that the sith didn't exist and it was <laughs> all the jedi's fault.
2: <laughs> yeah, again, just you know, getting back to the the genius of of George Lucas and how he pulls from uh from our uh, you know, our ancient stories and in, in religion and and yeah. bringing that forth. I mean,
3: Yeah, and, and just a, something just popped into my head, but just a, a for people who might not know about this, but uh, like Endor, the Witch of Endor, uh Anakin these are all names that are present in the uh, in the Christian Bible. Uh, you can look it up there in there. Endor is a is a, a place, and I can't remember what book in the Bible it is, but um, it's an actual place. And names like Anakin and and stuff like that are all the i think there was a tribe of of israelites called the anakin or something like that so he's drawing from these elements of of christianity and also from from d- different religions uh, as he said you know he doesn't want to label it as one specific one but y- you know you can tell which elements he brought in from each one so to me just from a, a, like i a, the christian baseline of you know where he's drawing this parallel from and and using it in his stories like the you don't have to have the devil in order to have god god is you know, the force is there, the, the force is good, and the negative energy that comes from it is a manipulation of that.
6: What do you make of the fact that so many people have interpreted Star Wars as, as, as being profoundly religious? I don't see Star Wars as profoundly religious. I see Star Wars as as taking um, all of the issues that religion represents and trying to distill them down into a, a more modern Uh, and more easily accessible uh, construct that people can grab onto to accept the fact that there is a greater mystery out there. When I was 10 years old, uh, I asked my mother, I said, well, there's only one God. Why are there so many religions? And over the years I've been pondering that question ever since and it would seem to me that the conclusion I've come to is that all the religions are true they just see a different part of the elephant.
9: Hey there, Ro and fellow Scuttle buddies. This is Rob LeBerry from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. And Roe wanted me to weigh in a little bit on what it meant to me uh, to have balance in the Force or to bring balance to the Force. And actually, that's a really interesting question because uh, when you look at where that really comes from uh, within the prequel trilogy, most uh, most commonly, you think about the fact that really the Jedi at that time Um, you know, everything was really slanted toward the light side of the force. Uh, they had felt like they had destroyed the Sith, uh, and therefore most of the dark side users in the galaxy had kind of been vanquished. And that was really the, the main opponent of the Jedi. So, uh, you know, on one hand, you could sit there and say that it's, it's interesting for the Jedi to want to bring balance to the force when it was clearly already slanted in their direction. Um, but the bigger thing for me is that I've always kind of viewed the Force as more of a wave um, where it's, you know, one side is always ascendant and the other side is always kind of on the on the downslide. And within most of the films and most of the content we've seen within the Star Wars universe, uh, you know, that really has held true for quite some time. The Jedi were uh, ascendant and they kind of controlled uh, things within the galaxy through their allegiance with the Republic. Um, and then when Palpatine came along, and you know caused the, the Jedi purge, that really was what uh, made the the dark side rise, and uh, you know the the light side of the Force through the Jedi uh, really kind of went into remission a little bit. So. Um, I don't know that there's ever uh, there's there's very rare occasions where the force is quote unquote in balance and it's really just as that wave is uh, correcting itself and and one side is rising and the other's descending. I don't know that you would ever end up with a situation where, Uh, Both sides were were truly equal uh, in terms of power, and it stayed within that balanced state for very long. So that's just my take on it. Uh, Looking forward to hearing what uh, some of the other contributors have to say about it. Thanks again for having me on the podcast, and may the force be with you.
5: Even myself, I used to make fun of um, Obi-Wan's comments about point of view, uh, mm. and we all know why, why he talked about point of view in Return of the Jedi, to make, to make things work, really, uh, is why he did. <laughs> but, you know, why, why do we think that the dark side is bad? And It's because our first, or actually really every uh, reference that we have to the dark side was from the Jedi's point of view. So from the Jedi point of view, the dark side is absolutely evil. Uh, and that's that's from their point of view. I personally don't think that a, a universal energy in itself can be good or evil, right? And I think that's the basic uh, matter of contention hmm. between our, our two arguments. I don't think a, a, a universal energy, something that just exists, existed before life existed, right? The the force existed before life did, right? It creates it. So, you know, when it was created, no. there was a dark side and a light side. So I don't think that the dark side itself was evil. Again, I think it was the usage of that end of the spectrum. I think, you know, again, we're talking about people with bad character, uh, with bad traits using that side. Um, so I don't think the dark side, you know, you said, I, I agree with you. I don't think that there, there needs to be an evil. I'm, you know, I'm personally trying to segregate these these concepts, I'm with you 100%. I don't think there needs to be evil to match good. Um, That's why I'm saying I don't think that the dark side in itself, I think this is why the balance works, because the dark side in itself is not evil uh, You know, from the way I see it. It's just how these individuals, basically this cult, use that end of the force uh, for their own gain. From
3: a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. This is the way. Um, so I w- I'm going to ask you something, Brad. Uh, how do you, what do you, um, what do you think the will of the force is then? Is the will of the force good or is the will of the force uh, benevolent?
2: Yeah, that's next w- That's next week's episode. That's <laughs> next.
6: <laughs> a religion is basically a, a, a container for faith. Um, faith is uh, the, the glue that holds us together as a society. Faith in our, in our, our culture, our, our world, our, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to hang on to, uh, is a very important part of, uh, I think, uh, allowing us to, to remain stable, remain balanced.
2: So in closing, uh, scuttle buddies, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to remind you guys uh, where we are located, and also uh, to, if you can visit patreoncom scuttlebutt, and if you can help us out with just a buck a month, our scuttle buddy tier, you'll be part of a group that helps us get quality content out to the masses. And a hefty thank you to uh, our current patrons. Charlie Skywalker, Hyperspace and Holocrons, Drunk3PO, and Brad is also a patron. Thank you, Brad, for believing in us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and a special thanks to 97Bravo, our Grand Moff tier patron. We're very happy to have you guys as part of the Scuttlebutt family. Uh, the other quick reminder we've uh, been working hard to get you guys the ability to grab our podcast on uh, as many platforms as we can. Besides the traditional iTunes and SoundCloud, we are also on Spotify podcast.com pocket cast and i just got an email from uh, pandora we are on pandora so look for us there and iHeartRadio radio is a new one for us as well search scare scuttlebutt podcast and put that in your ear holes I also want to welcome you guys to give us feedback. We have set up a Scare of Scuttlebutt hotline. I'll give you guys the number. It's 773-234-8659. 773-234-8659. Thank you guys very much for joining us. The legacy of balance of the Force. Alex, Brad, take it away. And that's the scuttlebutt. I'll take it. That was that was that was good,
5: man.
3: <laughs> Holy cow! I don't know, man. Some teenagers—we just baked his brain. Yeah. He's gonna have all kinds of questions.
5: Dude, that, right, that's what see, Star Wars, Wars is about, man. Quick. Not all these stupid bullshit <laughs> rude arguments that we have on Twitter. You know, our, our next
3: episode. Our,
2: our next episode is who do you ship? Oh <laughs> God, no. <laughs> uh,